Would you turn to James, the first chapter, please? If you didn't bring a Bible with you, hold up your hand. We have extra Bibles. Be glad to let you use one. And and let's all go to James, the first chapter. James 1. James 1 and 22. James 1, 22. It says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, Deceiving your own selves. Be ye hearers of the word. But also doers. He describes how it works if you're a hearer and not a doer. And if you're a hearer and a doer. And he winds up by saying in verse 25. He that's uh, not a forgetful hearer but a doer. This man shall be blessed in his intentions. No, he'll be blessed in his thinking about it. <laughs> no, what will he be blessed in? In his deed. The deed is another way of saying what he did. His doing. Said out loud, don't be a hearer only. Be a doer of the word. Ezekiel 33, you don't have to turn there, they'll put it up on the screen for us. Ezekiel 33, 30. He said, also, son of man, the children of your people still are talking against you by the walls and the doors of the houses. They speak one to another. They say to his brother, come, I pray you, and hear what is the word that comes forth from the Lord. Well, that sounds good. Saying to your brother, saying to your sister, come on, let's go hear the word of the Lord. Come on, let's go here. Verse 31. They come to you as the people cometh, and they sit before you as my people, and they hear your words. All good so far. But what? They will not. Didn't you say they're not doing it? So they will not do them. With their mouth they show much love, but their heart goes after their covetousness. Covetousness has to do with being self-absorbed, putting other things ahead of the Lord. The Bible said covetousness is idolatry. The next verse, Lo, you are unto them as a very lovely song of one that has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear your words, but they do them not. He said they listen to you, Like they're at a concert. Like you're a good singer. Like you're a good player on an instrument. Just to be entertained. But they have no intention of doing anything with what they're hearing. Is this a danger today? Has it always been a a danger and a problem? And we're in a, a generation where we have been given so much rich word. Through so many vessels. Haven't we? I'm telling you. The light and truth. And knowledge and understanding of God. That has come these last 20, 30, 40 years. Is amazing. Isn't it? But is it just for our amazement? (laughs) For our entertainment? For us to go. Woo! Man, that's good. You see that? Oh, glory to God. I took nine pages of notes. (laughs) Yeah, but is that doing anything? I bought the the DVD set. 
Or I, I downloaded the whole thing. I got it. Yeah, but is that doing anything? Man, I talked to my brother, my sister, my friend. We talked about that for three weeks. Is that doing anything? No. Man, I've been praying about that. And I've been looking at that. And I got to do that. Is that doing anything? No. No. And the danger is you can become so familiar with it and hear it so much that you think, you imagine I'm a doer because I know it so well. And that's when you are deceived. Self-deceived. Deceived means you're believing something is so and it's not true. You're not pretending. You actually believe. And that's why you see a lot of people, bless their hearts, annoyed, aggravated, because they got some of the same problems they had 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and some of them are worse. And they go, I just don't understand. I've been in the Word for 20, 30 years. I've been in every meeting. I've been in every conference. Well, honey, that doesn't make you a doer. Just because you've been in the meetings, just because you heard, doesn't make you a doer. The only people who get miracles, the only people that get results, come on, are you listening, are the, do the people that act on it. Put it into practice. We must discipline ourselves, train ourselves. When we're hearing the real word of God, we need to be thinking, okay, all right, how does this change my life? What am I supposed to stop doing? What am I supposed to start doing? What am I supposed to do less of, more of, do differently? If I hear it and it changes my life in no degree, either I didn't hear the Word of God or I'm not a doer. Because if it was the Word of God, something's supposed to change. Is it true, friends? Said out loud, even if you hadn't done it very well in the past, say it by faith. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. Set your heart to be, and the grace of God will help you to be, even if you've been coming short. Look with me in uh, Hosea. Well, they'll put it up on the screen for us. Hosea 6.3. Hosea 6.3 says, Then shall we know if we follow on to know. When will you know? Then. Then. You'll know then. Then when? Then shall you know. If we follow on. To know. We've said this in previous. Services. That another way of saying. Be a doer of the word. Is to say. Walk in the light. What does it mean, be a doer of what you heard? Well, obviously, you heard something and got revelation as a result of what you heard. And you knew and saw something to do. Elsewise, what are you going to do? You have to see it first. So the hearing involves seeing. Seeing what? Light. Light. And we use that terminology. People say, I see that. I see that. Well, seeing light is not just for the benefit of seeing. Light is not just for seeing only. Light is for walking in. 
Isn't it? Light is for walking in. Look at Proverbs with this in mind. Proverbs chapter 4 and 18. Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. So the light of the just, the path I should say, our path of those that have been justified by faith in Him, is not instant and full light. It is progressive light. Isn't it? You get some, and then you get some more. And then you get some more. If you continue down the path. If you stay stationary on the path, you can only have the light that was given for that place in the path. You cannot get the light that is further down the path until you walk on down to that part of the path. (laughs) Are y'all with me, friends? Amplified translation of this verse says it like this. The path of the just is like the light of dawn. Well, you've seen the dawn. At first, it can be pitch black. And then just a little bit, just a glow. Everybody say little. And it doesn't just, boop, pop up. Minute after minute, minute after minute, hour after hour. And it just keeps getting brighter and brighter and brighter. It shines more and more, brighter and clearer until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day. Thank you, Lord. So the Lord gives us a little light and expects a faith step. In uh, Romans, the fourth chapter, Romans 4 and 12, talks about Abraham being the father of circumcision. Not just to those circumcision only, but also those who walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. Walking in the steps of faith. Say it out loud, steps of faith. He didn't say flying leaps of faith. What? Steps. Now, the scripture tells us concerning him, in Hebrews, you don't have to turn there, but uh, Hebrews 11.8 tells us that by faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, he obeyed and he did what? He went out in what state? Not knowing the rest of the story. Did he take a step? All the light he had was step out. Let me remind you of the light that he had. Genesis records it. Genesis 12 and 1. Said now the Lord had said to Abram. What did he tell him? Get you out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house. This is light. The entrance of his words gives light. What light does Abraham have? 
He has light of where to get out of. He does not yet have light as to where to go into. But the Lord tells him he'll show him later. Get out of this country where you live. Get out and away from your kinfolks. Hmm? <laughs> He's not the last one <laughs> that the Lord told get out and get away. Because no matter what you may try to imagine, your environment can affect you. The people around you. It takes a very strong person where everybody but you is believing and talking a different way. And you're going to maintain that anyway. Day in and day out. And the Bible said. Uh, you know evil communications. Corrupt good manners. Wrong associations. Are going to wear on you. And pull on you. And the Lord knows in some groups. And in some settings. You're never going to get what he's got for you to get. You might maintain and stay a Christian and you might be saved, but you're never going to come to the place of all he's got for you till you come out of there. (laughs) So he told Abraham, I want you to come out of there. I want you to leave your town, leave your county, leave your country, leave your kinfolks. Get out. And then I'm going to show you where you're going later. True or not? How come Abraham's in the book? Come on, help me out. How come he's in there? What did he do? Verse 4. Fourth verse. Oh man, so, so Abraham said, how in the world? I don't even know where to tell the movers to go. We all loaded up. That don't make sense. Now this just don't make sense. People say, well, where are you going, Abraham? Uh, Lord's going to show me later. People walk off and go. Man don't even know where he's going. He's leaving town. Leaving everything he knows. He don't even know where he's going. Listen friend. God expects us. He, he requires us. To walk by faith. Is it true? And if he told you the whole thing, you wouldn't have to walk by faith. You'd know I'm going to do this, and then that'll come next, and then I, you know, so you're all set. And you know, he, God's never going to sit down with you with your 50-year calendar and help you fill it out. He's not going to do it. Oh, I'm believing that he will. He's not going to do it. You don't need to know the light for that step till you get there. Your head wants to know. Your flesh wants to know. It's uncomfortable. Not knowing. But the faith to do it pleases God. It proves to Him. You believe Him. You trust Him. And it is a progressive thing. The more light you get and the more steps you take, the more He expects you to obey Knowing the less. It's how you grow. 
I remember one of the first sermons I ever preached. Man, I worked on it for days and days and days and days and days. And wrote it all out, you know, longhand. And I was so nervous that I was going to lose my place and not know what to say. I stood right behind the pulpit and, and uh, I thought, well, yeah, maybe I better move a little bit. And so I put my finger on where I was. And I step around like and hold, hold my place. <laughs> and I wanted to balance it out, so I, I put my finger and I step around. I did it. Phyllis is nodding her head. She was there. I did it. And, you know, just so tied to what I thought he had said to me that I had written down, because that's where my faith was at. The Bible said in Romans 12, you know, uh, according to the gift or the calling of the ministry, minister according to your proportion of faith. No matter what your call is, you're not going to minister, you know, beyond your faith. You access the anointing and grace according to your measure of faith. So as the months and years went by and I did it more, I began to relax a little bit more and not have to have everything in front of me and, and step out more by faith. And uh, I don't know, we were a few years into it. And I was speaking at a certain place out of town, and man, that whole week I couldn't get a handle on what I was going to speak there. And, and uh, it, the day came, and I'm flying in the plane, and and commercially, and I'm I'm going to get there and land, and they're going to take me to the church. I'm going to speak in a couple of hours, and I don't have it. Some people may not understand that. Well, you know, why didn't you study? I did study. Why didn't you pray? I prayed a lot. Unless the Lord gives it to you, until he gives it to you, you don't have it. Now, you can come up with something, but it'll be dead, it'll be empty, won't be an anointing or or life to it. And so, I mean, I'm ripping through the air, and and I just said out loud under my breath, I said, Lord, you know, any time would be good. (laughs) I mean, I'm getting off the plane just a little bit. Any time would be good. And he spoke to my heart. I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but he said, said, son, uh, you trust me? How do you answer that? (laughs) I say, yeah, yes, sir. Yes. He said, then just relax. Huh. (laughs) See that? That's not the nature of the unrenewed mind. That's not the nature of the flesh. And a lot of people who deem themselves intellectuals, thinkers, are actually those who rebel against walking by faith have to see it have to see it laid out have to know it have to know where it's coming from have to know how it's going to work out or I I can't move till I know well then you're not going to go far with the Lord Uh, we got there I got off the plane they picked me up they took me to the church still I put the mic on they're introducing me still I stepped up to the, now, now, how many understand? If I had stopped and said, I can't do this. I don't have anything. I can't, I, I, I just kept taking steps. Everybody say steps, 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 steps. The path of the just, what happens as you keep taking steps? You, you get more light. You get more light. I stepped up to the pulpit. Word of knowledge began to come. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom began to come. The whole service. I didn't need a sermon. The Lord knew that. I said, well, why wouldn't he tell you? He didn't want to. <laughs> he could have. He didn't want to. And if I trust him, I don't need it. 
Are y'all with me, friends? I know the Lord began to give me songs. And the first song or two that he used me in, songs I'd had for months, maybe a year or two. Then later on, it'd be a song I got last week. And then later, it'd be a song I got last night. And then it got to the place where Brother Hagin would say, uh, Keith, you got something? And I had a word. A word. Or a tone. A note. Hmm. How? How you gonna sing a song? And all you got's a tone. But again and again, I would step out to sing the tone, to say the word, and another word would come, another, a phrase would come, a verse, a thought would come, and there's a song. <laughs> if you say, well, I couldn't do that unless you gave it to me first. Yeah, you could if you would. And every one of us have our call, and whatever your call and grace is, you can't reach the fullness of it until you walk in the highest measure of faith. You access the grace by the faith. Look with me, if you would, in uh, 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 16. Everybody say, glimpses of light, steps of faith. Glimpses of light, steps of faith. You get a little light, take a little step. Then when you take a little step, what happens? Get a little more light. What's the time? What's light for? Just seeing and shouting about? No, light's for walking in. Right? Get a little more light. What do you do? Take another little step. And this is how you're supposed to live your whole life until you go to meet the Lord. Or He comes back again. And if we do it right, it'll just go, it'll just get higher and higher and greater and greater and stronger and stronger because He's leading us into His perfect will and plan. He's leading us into a good place. The path is shining more and more, brighter and brighter. Until the full day's sun. He's not coming short. But a lot of folk are coming short in their following. Too many require too much. Before they're going to move. Are y'all with me friends? 1 Samuel 16. And verse 1. 1 Samuel 16 and 1. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I've rejected him from reigning over Israel? You know, sometimes people just keep trying to push something, trying to make it work, when the Lord said he's doing a different thing. Fill your horn with oil and go. Does he have light? Hmm? Can he act on that? What could he do? Fill his horn up with oil? And get himself to going. What did Abraham, did Abraham do? Walk in the light that he had? Get out of here. Do you have to know more or could you just do that? Get out of here. Expecting to know him to show you the next thing. Did Abraham wind up where he needed to be? Was the Lord faithful? Did he show him where to go? He took him from place to place to place. Ordered his steps. Directed his path. But what if he just said, well, I can't leave and I don't even know where I'm going. Would the Lord have given him the rest of the light until he obeyed on getting out from his country and kinfolks? No. No, he requires faith. He said, I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. 
Didn't tell him which one. Just said, I, I picked one of his boys. <laughs> and here is the response of so many. Samuel said, how can I go? How can I go? If Saul hears it, he'll kill me. Not he might kill me. He knew him. He will kill me. How can I go like this under these circumstances with no more light than that? How can I go? I got to know how I'm going to make a living. I got to know what what my kids are going to do. I got to know about my 401k. I got to know. I got to know about mom and them. I got to know. You're going to miss God. Because you're requiring him. To give you more light. Than faith requires. And are actually rebelling. Against walking by faith. Now let's talk about both sides of it. Briefly. If you launch out to do something. And the Lord didn't tell you to do it. That's presumption. That's foolishness. You can get in trouble and miss it. But when the Lord tells you to do something. But you won't do it because you can't figure everything out. That's rebellion and refusing to walk in faith. And in that case playing it safe ain't safe. Because you quickly wind up out of the will of God. The will of God is continuing on and you're staying here. When you choose not to walk in the light that you have, it's going to get dark. Confusion. There are a number, many, I should say, Christians, good church-going people, but they are disgruntled. They feel like their life has been in a bog. Nothing, you know, I should be at a different place. Things should be, more things should have happened by now. And people get, they even get annoyed at God, which is ignorant. But the problem's not with God. Now, it has never been with God. The thing is, he told them to take a step. And they decided it wasn't enough information to act on yet. So they're waiting for more information. And they just keep waiting for more information, more information, more information. And it's not going to come. You're not going to get more light. Help me out. Until, until you walk in the light that you have. He said, how can I go? And the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. Call Jesse to the sacrifice. And what will happen? I will show you what you're to do. I'll show you. And you shall anoint to me him whom I name or I will name to you. I'll show you the rest when you get there. And here's one of the reasons why he's a man of God and why he's in here. He went and got his little horn. He filled it with oil. He got his heifer. He took off down the road. He showed up. (laughs) He said, Jesse and them around here? He said, yeah. He said, I got to see him. We got to make a sacrifice. Now there was more going on, but that's all the Lord told him so far. Oh, friends. Phyllis and I, just in our short years of ministry, this has happened time and time and time and time and time. Call them. Do this. 
Go to that meeting. Sow this seed. Why? You don't know. But we've learned enough to know you're not going to find out the rest of the story until you do it. So you show up and glory to God, something else came up and that led to something else. And then you didn't even know these people were going to be there, but you met them and you talked to them and this came out and that came out and these folk came and oh, glory to God, you begin to see the plan of the Almighty, which you would have never have seen sitting at home waiting till you had more information. So he went. And uh, verse 6. Eliab came out. And he said. The man of God said. Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. And the Lord said no. Not him. And so they called Abinadab. And the Lord said no. Not him either. So then they called Shammah. And he said no. Not him either. And Jesse made seven of his sons. So they brought another one. And he said, no, not him either. And they brought another one. He said, no, not him either. And they brought another one. And he said, no, not him either. And they brought another one. And he said, no, not him either. And he saw that's all the boys in this room here. He could have thought, boy, oh boy. Did we miss God? What? What? Some people who deem themselves intellectuals and thinkers, have found fault and ridiculed situations like this, saying, well, if God is God and he knows the end from the beginning, how could such a thing be? Doesn't he know which one he picked? Yes, he does. Couldn't he tell you which one he picked? Yes, he could. Well, then certainly he would. No, not necessarily and not normally. Surely the Lord wouldn't do that. Make you go through every one of them and say, no, uh-uh. No, uh-uh. Isn't that embarrassing to these boys? Uh-huh. The Lord has reasons for why he does things the way he does. And most of the time it won't be apparent to you why he's doing it that way. But he's not going to show you the whole picture. Finally, he, he said, you got any more boys? They said, well, yeah, we got one. He's out there with the sheep. Why didn't they have him there? <laughs> but they brought him in. And the Lord said, that's him. Get up. Anoint him. He didn't tell him this at the house. He didn't tell him this on the way there. He didn't tell him after he got there, after he got through one, two, and three. Or four and five and six. It wasn't until the end. You know, I think one reason, there are many biggest is the Lord is pleased by faith but another reason why the Lord does some of these things is uh, if he tells you too much you'll tell the devil and reveal the plan of God prematurely and all kind of I mean just tell people and they'll talk about it and cause problems and mess stuff up and muddy the waters and hinder the plan Uh, a lot of this is just need to know and you don't need to know (laughs) Some of it you don't ever need to know. And a lot of it you don't need to know till you need to know. It's time sensitive information. <laughs> right? And if you know him and love him and revere him, then you know he's God. And if he says do it, just do it. Just obey him. Like Abraham. Go out. I'm not having a clue. <laughs> 
And say this frequently. The Lord will show me. The Lord will show me. He'll make it known to me. He's leading me. He's, he's guiding me. I'll do the right thing. I'll be at the right place at the right time. It's all working out for my good and for His glory. His hand is on me. The money will be there. The people will be there. The provision. It'll be there. It'll be there. It'll be there. We'll have it. We'll see it. We'll know it. We'll do it. And I don't have to know it all ahead of time before I can relax. We which I believed do enter into rest. I can just breathe a sigh of relief and go, it'll be there. God will be there. It'll be there. Like he said to me, do you trust me? I said, yeah. He said, relax. Just relax. And it was okay. And better than okay. Go to the 22nd chapter of Acts. For time's sake. Acts 22. Thanks be unto our faithful God. Who leads us and guides us so faithfully. So graciously. How many would say he's been very gracious with me? You look back and realize he was leading you and guiding you. Didn't even realize that he was. Hmm? How many can say that? I can say it. Oh, thank you, Lord. You know, he hears our prayers when we ask him to. But he doesn't always show us everything. But that doesn't mean he's not leading us. In uh, Acts 22 and 10, Saul, later called Paul, on the road to Damascus, met the, uh, the Lord saw bright light and he said the Lord what would you have me do what shall I do and the Lord said to him get up and go man we keep hearing that don't we (laughs) get up and go you don't have to know even where you're going to get up and go We're believing the Lord to guide and direct. Did you know it is very difficult to steer a parked car? (laughs) I mean, you can struggle. Even if it's got power steering, you can hear the power steering pump. You know, it's hard. It ain't made to sit there in the parking lot and scrub the tread off the tires. Tell me when it's easy to steer a car. When it's moving. Before God can steer you, he's got to get you to take your foot off the brake, put this thing out of park into drive. And sometimes even though you're pointed totally the wrong way, you have to move a little bit that way before you can start turning the wheel. Even though it's initially pointed in the total wrong direction, you have to get it going in the way that it's pointed to get it moving a little bit so you can start turning it. What was his first word? You need to get up and go to Damascus. And there it shall be told you of all things which are appointed for you to do. Do you think he had a lot of questions right then? (laughs) Do you think he would like to know now? Right here? But he ain't going to find out now. Or here. I know uh, Phyllis and I begin to get it on our heart to go out to uh, Ramah Bible Training Center 
we're in Mississippi. And uh, I had ministers come by my house and say, Keith, what do you need to go over there for? Well, you got to leave the country. Leave your kin, folks. Leave everything and everything. Go over there. Uh, isn't the Holy Ghost the teacher? I thought, yeah. Well, isn't he here? I said, yeah. Well, why can't he teach you here? What you got to go out of state for? And this one particular minister made a good case. He said, you know, he said, we don't have a lot of young people that are really on fire for the things of God. We need you here. We don't need to lose you and Phyllis. We need you here helping us. Can't the Holy Ghost teach you here? And I really couldn't answer him. But I can say now, no. If he tells you to go over here, you ain't going to get taught here. Come on now. Well, why did he say go over there? You may not know, have a clue why he said go over there until you get up and get your little self over there. <laughs> the scripture says, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, by little and by little. One translation of that verse says, do and do, do and do, little and little. Little here, little there. What is it do and do and little and little? Just what we're saying. You do what you know to do and a little more light comes. And then you take another do step and then more light comes. You don't get the whole thing. And if you refuse to take a step, you don't get any of the rest of it. If you don't take a step, you're stuck. If you don't start and step out from where you are, you stay and are stuck where you are. It takes faith. Abraham is the perfect picture of it. Can you see Abraham loading everything up? Huh? Where are you going? I'm, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Lord told me to get out of here. Well, yeah, but where are you going? He's going to show me. <laughs> where? North? South? He's, he's going to show me. I'm going to start that way, but I don't know if that's the way. <laughs> But it's hard to steer a parked car. He told me get out and get going. So I'm going to get out and get going. And he will. He told me he'd show me. I can count on that. He will show me. Somebody say he'll show me. He'll show me. Where is he going to show you? He's not going to show you just, when, you know, stuck where you are. But when you get to where he told you to get, he's going to show you there. He said, rise, go into the city. There, somebody say there. there, it shall be told you. Where is it going to be told him? Where is he going to get direction for his ministry? This is a major shakeup in his, this man's life. I mean, everything is being turned around. And the Lord told him to just, just go over there first. That's all. What if he'd have sat down and said, I, I can't go. I can't go over there. I, I got I to get some medical help. I can't see. <laughs> and I got to, I get to where, you know, I get this worked out. Well, you know, we got time and the kids get through with, you know, baseball and softball and, and we get everything done. Mom and them get better health. And uh, are you listening to me? 
I'm quoting people that have explained to me why they have missed God. Thing after thing after thing after thing wouldn't do it. It doesn't work that way. The first camp meeting Phyllis and I went to, we left the house not knowing if we had enough money to get there. And as we're traveling, Phyllis said, I got money. I said, me too. People had handed us money just that last day or so. We didn't, we didn't know about it. It just happened. And we had enough to get there. We had enough to get back. And the Lord, while we were out there, the Lord directed us to go to school out there. Oh man. We thought, how? How can you do that? We didn't have any money. But we went. Looked like the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> we did. Had our little stuff loaded on our little pickup. Went out there. Couldn't find a place to stay. What little money we had for our initial registration, we're spending it on motel room, just no place to stay. It looked like we were done before we ever started. But I'm telling you, the Lord met us over there. And he got us through another day and through another week and through another month. We thought we'd go one year and go back home, get some training and go back home. And one year turned into 20. 20. He told us, come over to Branson. We thought, how? Start a church. Oh, man, how? Get that building that seats 2,500 with no congregation. People look at us like we had lost our mind. They said, you know, business people and even other people. What do you need a place like that for? How many you got in your congregation? People that didn't know us. How many you got in your congregation? Uh, right now, nobody. <laughs> they just look at us like, idiot. You can, what? Well, you got a lot of money. You just gonna come in and be- no. How can you do it? We'd have never found out unless we took a step, and then took a step. Oh, come on, friend, took another step. And in these recent months, we're ha- Phyllis and I are having flashbacks. <laughs> it's same thing. I mean, you're looking and you're thinking, huh? How? And- Uh But that gives me a good warm feeling because I know if I can just get up and do it and pay for it out of my pocket and no problem, that ain't the plan of God. That's something I can do. But when it's His plan, it's going to be bigger. Come on now. It's going to reach further. It's going to be more. It's going to take faith. And you won't see it all, and you won't get all the provision up front. See, people want all the provision before they ever take a step. Send me all the money. You know, give me, th- give me some pad. I gotta have it all before I, well, you're gonna miss God. Now let me say it again. If you step out, and the Lord didn't tell you to, that's foolishness. That's presumption. You're gonna fall. You're gonna get in trouble. But if he told you to step out and you're unwilling until you get the bigger picture, until you get all the provision up front, until you get everything, well, you're rebelling against his commandment and walking by faith. And you won't get more light and you'll dry up on the vine 
and you become disgruntled and unhappy and, and unfruitful and you blame God and blame your kin folks and blame your friends and your preachers and everybody else and it's nobody's fault but yours because he showed you a step to take but that wasn't enough for you. But I believe I'm talking to not just empty phony talkers, I'm talking to real faith walkers. Am I or not? I Come on, help me. Am I talking to faith walkers? People that don't have to have the whole picture. They don't have to have all the money up front. Come on. Am I, am I talking to the right crowd? I'm talking to people, the seed of Abraham. Seed of Abraham. I'm talking to those who are like faithful Abraham, full of faith. Abraham. Who will just get up and flat step out not knowing where they are going and fully expect God to be there when they get there and show them and give them the rest of what they need. Stand up and say, that's me, that's me. That's me. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's me. That's me. That's me. Glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.